I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew of Melora's Borealis took their first steps onto the mysterious island known only as the Azure Stan, a druidic island composed entirely of mangrove trees. We did not take the Melora's Borealis itself, though. We took the Naughty Dreams and navigated the narrow rivers and passages that mazed their way through the island. We stumbled upon a number of obstacles. First, a crystal tree blocked our path, and Phil attempted to take it out before the rest of the crew dissuaded him from disturbing any of the natural occurrences on the island. We then stumbled upon a abandoned ship, somehow stuck in the middle of the island. We then fought the skeleton crew, that the literal skeleton's crew, that was aboard that ship and plundered their treasure before departing on our way. We now find ourselves delving further and further while Jules navigates via the magical arcane flow along the river. What other calamities and discoveries will we find aboard the Azure Stand? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. this point though so distracted by the roll uh the water and having to like the deep water around you and having to make sure you don't step off of a mangrove root and into a deep fathomless pit in the open ocean beneath the mangroves uh jules is so consumed in detecting magic and making sure they don't uh fall and drown or get devoured that they basically are dedicating their entire attention to that leaving most of the adventuring now to uh uh, Zelnern, to Rubea Graysand, to Celeste, and to Phil Collins, as well as famed uh, explorer Darwin Nash. You find yourselves wading about waist-deep through this warm water, uh, shaded by the mangrove trees with vines draping down, and hearing all of the various sounds of tropical birds 
although you note there is a curious lack of sound of any apes or monkeys out there in the trees. Only tropical er, tropical seabirds and insects seem to be making any noise at all. And that and the sound of you splashing through the water. As you wade through it, uh, I need a perception check from whoever is keeping watch. Probably Celeste. That sounds about right. Got a 22. Celeste, your keen eyes and ears are, and druidic senses are open to everything here. It's still the place thrums with primal magic that seems to course out of every bit of uh, mangrove, every bit of water. You are fully aware of the beautiful ecosystem at play here, the role the mangroves have in filtering the water and sheltering the countless little fish that swim about you, and then the way those countless little fish seem to provide sustenance for the larger predators you occasionally spotted resting in the waters. Though none of these crocodiles you've yet seen have chosen to bother you, you're keenly aware that their presence is here. However, you're also aware that it is not just these natural phenomena, this beautiful ecosystem at play. You've seen signs of plants that don't belong, or plants that are more splendiferous, I'll say, than what they should be, of uh, thicker copses of vegetation than you would expect, of the water seeming to swirl not quite in a way that makes sense with the geography. But all of these nuances, these oddities, None of them catch your attention more than the tree that you've just rounded the corner onto. Up ahead of you, uh, the water forks at an impasse of a mangrove mangrove tree ahead, leading two paths for you to follow. But this one mangrove tree that stands tall and brilliant before you, it grabs your attention because it is pure and perfect pink. A bright, radiant, hot pink tree stands there. Its trunk, its roots beneath the water, its trunk all the way, all of its vines and branches creeping. Its leaves even are hot pink, almost glowing underneath the sunlight. And it stands there almost curated, almost placed here uh, for maximum attention. You find yourself sort of caught up looking at that tree. And as you find yourself caught up looking at this tree with your 22, is that what you said with yourself? That's my perception. Or yeah. perception, yeah. You have a good enough perception that you notice something small, a little bit bigger than like a monarch butterfly flitting from branch to branch, seeming to watch you. Watching us in like a normal way an animal does, or does it seem to... What is a normal butterfly watch? I'm I'm curious. I, their eyes are everywhere. They <laughs> they see everything. It's clear What's an that abnormal butterfly watch. You can't trust them. As you as you question, or as Celeste shares that thing seems to be watching, and Rubert, you question, well, what style of watch is it? The normal way, and this goes back and forth about what's like, the I normal. I don't speak be- animals or what's bug. The nor- as this goes back and forth about what's the normal behavior of a butterfly, uh, you suddenly hear a small, girly voice speak up from the little butterfly creature as it says, Do you like what you see? Oh, hello. 
The butterfly alights closer, and as she lands on a nearby branch, you realize that it is, while beautiful little butterfly wings, they are actually attached to a small green-skinned fairy. A pixie, no doubt, as you see this tiny creature alight on a tree next to you, her legs kicking in a girlish fashion as she giggles out and says, Well, do you like my tree? Yes, did you grow this yourself? Uh, she smiles proudly, uh, beaming from ear to ear, puts her hands on her hips and says, I did indeed. It was quite the effort. What's your favorite part of it? The color. I, I, I think it's... Yeah, it's probably the color. Uh, she smiles and then... Or she smiles and looks down at you. And, and, yeah, she smiles looking down at you. And is that a true thought does Rubert truly appreciate the uh hot pink tree in this uh in this mangrove yeah i think he does i think Rubert like appreciates very bright colors that stand out that's why he wears like his red cloak <laughs> he likes things that stand out all right i need a uh, persuasion from you then okay uh first roll of the night it's a crit <laughs> for <laughs> 30 she hears the way you say that your 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 celebration of the color, and she smiles ear to ear and and then like kind of bows where she's standing, and says, "Well, if you're such an happy fan, oh my gosh, I, well, you know, if you're such a fan of the color, her eyes light up. I could make you that color. Oh, it's nothing at all. My treat." Oh, this is a very tempting offer, but what kind of process would one have to go through to become this color? It's nothing at all, she says, as she produces a little willow wand, like a little switch of willow from her hand. I can just simply point this at you, and so long as you're uh, open and honest to my art, I can make you as pretty as I need you to be. (laughs) Would it turn, like... My skin pink or like my clothes? Your skin, your hair, your eyes, your fingernails, your... I bet you even all the stuff on the inside. I bet you the blood will even be hot pink. Ooh, this... Ooh, very tempting. It's, it's my specialty. <laughs> can... I'm just curious. Can we tell is the tree... <laughs> like, still look like it's living and thriving? <laughs> uh, make a nature or is it like check. a, yeah, or is it like decrepit and hot pink? Um, damn, let me join the crit club. Twenty three. Um, sorry, you got twenty three. You said oh, so yes, that sir. was a crit. Yes. All right. Uh, you look at the tree, and you can tell that the tree is, or at least was, in good condition. However, pink is not conducive to its uh, photosynthesis process, and as a result of being turned pink, the tree is starting to wither and lose its ability to function. Worse is the number of wasps and hornets flocking to it, uh, because they see it as a bright pink flower, and uh, now they're starting to burrow holes into it, and basically it's not good for a tree to be... uh, hot pink okay <laughs> maybe I look over at Rubert and do the neck thing you know <laughs> cut it no not a good idea oh as tempting as that offer sounds um, 
I... It's not really my style. I appreciate the beauty, of course, but uh, I could not deign to take this blessing of yours. She looks at you for a moment, and I need actually a persuasion to convince her that uh, that you're not insulting her by refusing her gift. Uh, 16. She throws her hands back on her hips, now in a pouty way rather than a proud way, and says, but I thought you liked it. If you liked it, why don't you want to be it? Because true beauty needs to be appreciated from afar. Uh, I I could not compare to such uh, natural beauty. It would be wasted on one as garish as myself. You need a persuasion on that. (laughs) He is cursed. That's pretty good. (laughs) Thirteen. Her eyes tighten. You see her sizing up the distance between where you stand and the tree. Well, for something who thinks that it's so beautiful and that you shouldn't stand near beauty, you seem to be standing awfully close. Oh, or what? Actually, you're closer to me. Are you saying I'm not pretty? No, it's because I'm standing close to you. I appreciate your beauty more than... Hey, we should be... We actually have to get going. No, 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 no. I want to hear it. I Don't your friends want to hear it? I bet they all want to be turned into hot pink trees. I do want to... You say in... Wait, 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 did you say into a hot pink tree? I did. I am a master arborist and artist of pink. Wow, it's very impressive. So this tree, was it previously a person? It was a turtle. Oh. Oh. And technically, it's still a turtle. What? Zalnoon starts to sweat. <laughs> hey, uh, I pull out my bag of holding. I got a ton of cool pink stuff in here. Come look at this. <laughs> I open my bag of holding. Uh, deception to see if you can try. I use inspiration on this one. Yes, this up again. Is this okay, guys? Can I try this? Or should no, I try absolutely, yeah. This is, on, okay. this is on par. Okay. I want to use inspiration. The first one was a 10. The second one... Yeah. Not much better. An 18. You can just open it up underwater. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, <laughs> that so you got an 18. You say you got yeah, an 18. 18. Uh, the pixie looks at that. Uh, or looks at your bag and then says, really? See, he appreciates art. Can I see? And she kind of floats down close to the bag. I don't see it in there. Um, Remember I used to have my like my faded pink hat. Can I pull my faded pink hat out of there? Yeah, uh, so she's like hovering at the mouth of the bag. You reach in, you pull out the hat, and she looks at it. Oh, it's not very hot pink. Clearly, the artist that you met, well, they were no Hasmin Islanipo's Anthurium Silk Song. Wait, can you say that name again? You need me to sign it? I can sign it for you. No, no, the, the name. Just Can you repeat it? Yasmin Islipel or yeah, Yasmin Islipel's Anthurium Silk Song. <laughs> oh my god, I want to try another deception. You can oh. just call me Silk Song though. Oh, oh, that's her. Okay. Oh god, I'm glad I didn't. I was about to say I think that name was written on the label of the hat. Um, <laughs> if that's her name, no. 
<laughs> okay, I'm just going to try and... So I have the hat here and the bag in... So I have the hat in one hand, the bag in another hand. I want She's try sort of between the them. I want to use the hat to scoop her into the bag. Like she's a bee that you're trying to put in a jar? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's going to be a, uh athletics check to shove, basically. Oh, God. Uh, contested by her acrobatics, <clears throat> which is not great. Okay. Please, Jesus. Uh, Paylor, I mean, sorry. We're a non-denominational D&D podcast. Um, uh, we're, a, we're a Hestivarian podcast. Yes. 17. I roll the six plus her acrobatics of five. You shove the pixie into your bag of holding. She cries out, what? And uh, I need you to roll initiative to see if you can uh, seal that bag up before she gets out. Oh, God. Okay. She crit missed in her surprise, so... It's a good day for rolls. Fifteen. Uh, you easily cinch the bag shut, and you feel the little pixie struggling at it. Now, I think a bag of holding does permit you the ability to try and escape it if you're stuck in it. I know that a, uh, I know that a, uh, what's it called? A portable hold does. Is she gonna oh, die man, I in thought, there? I thought she was just gonna suffocate. <laughs> you're gonna suffocate her. I she mean, was she gonna turn us into pink trees. That's true. Very she turned a turtle into oxygen. a tree. She is very small. Yeah, she could probably last years in there. Uh, you feel her pushing, but she proves herself incapable of shoving your, her way out of the bag, and uh, she is in another dimension inside that bag. So uh, you have successfully trapped a uh, very, very angry pixie in your uh, in your bag of holding. Don't let her out. I, I go over to the tree and um, knock on it and ask, oh, are you okay? <laughs> the tree sort of brushes in the wind. I go, can you, is is it magic? Is that how it's getting turns? Like, can I tell how strong the magic is? Uh, make an arcana check. Got a 12. Uh, you know that Pixie's do know a lot of trickster magic uh including like the ability to turn people into things uh or creatures into things and that's likely what she did to this turtle however with a 12 you do not know the spell that she would have used but it is possible something like dispel magic could uh end the magical effect can i can i try that um I have, have that spell. spell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you conjure it for it fourth. It is a higher level spell than only third level. So uh, I have it really at fourth need... level. Oh, so you're going to cast it at fourth level? Because alternatively, oh. you roll a d20 and you add your wisdom modifier, and you need to get at least the spell's level to uh, succeed. Oh, okay. I'll do that. So I can do that at a lower level. So you can do it at normal. Because uh, detect. What is the spell level for it normally? It's third level, right? Third, yeah. Yeah. So you could do it at third level, and if it... Uh... And so yeah. because I, I'm telling you now, the spell that the pixie cast is above third level. Okay. Uh, basically, so you need to make a... Uh, I don't know what it's called, and it says in the spell what the check is called, but it's just roll a d20, and you add your spell casting ability modifier. You have to meet and beat, meet or beat whatever the level of the spell is plus 10. It is an okay. ability check, right? I believe so, yeah. Can I okay. I'll, can I give Celeste Bardic Inspiration? Hell yeah. 
Okay, I'm gonna look at um, Zeldern and I'm gonna like put my arm on him and be like, we won't have any more thieves today. Referencing my Taroka card from the day. And what does the Bardic Inspiration do? Uh, you can add a D8 to this. All right. There's an ability check. Which means Plus that wisdom. if you're a rogue, you get half your ability modifier to this. Or is no, that bards, skill check? bards do. Bards and... Oh, no, you're right. Bards are the one who have that ability. Oh, that's interesting. Got 18. 18. You, you, con- you channel into that primal magic and use your own strength to unravel it, and suddenly you peel apart the layers of pink. They tumble apart, and no tree remains in front of you, but instead a large snapping turtle about... Uh, probably six feet across when with sharp spines drops down into the water in front of you. It is frothing, angry, mad, and it only takes a minute before you realize this is no snapping turtle, but a uh, dragon turtle wormling. Roll initiative. Oh, oh come on. Oh, damn. <laughs> I kind of glare at down there just a little. Let's look close. I'm kind of siding with a pixie now. Shove a fucking pixie in a bag. She's all trying my, to keep us safe. All my shit's gonna be pink now. In my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's gonna a, be a pink tree now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what do you keep in there? <laughs> that's where our gold is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, how many pink tree... How many pink bonsais can I... Do you need for that? Did, like the tree like fall apart is there like pink bark on the ground or is it just like the trees no more the trees no more oh man i wanted some pink bark people would pay good money for that all right so the tree uh so thanks to celeste magic the uh tree unfolds no longer trapped and turned or no longer a pink beautiful tree but now a snapping thrashing dragon turtle wormling about six feet in diameter covered in sharp spines and and with already fire burning or i guess steam bubbling out of its mouth this dragon turtle hits the ground in a spinning uh like twisting storm of sharp spikes and snapping jaws. Rubert, you are the quickest to act. And you're about ten feet away from it next to Celeste. Uh, I'm gonna look to Zelnern, like, pull my weapon out, like, what are we doing? I don't want to hurt your friend. Um, if... Uh, he seems really angry from being a tree for so long. I think we should, um, try to, uh, just restrain him, subdue him, knock, knock him out, and then run away. Yeah, that sounds good to me, uh, but I'll let you handle that. I'll run up to Zelnern, and then I will cast... Oh no, that only works on myself. Um, I'll give him Bardic Inspiration. Alright, this this is on you to grab him. I'm not a, uh, not a strong boy. And with my action, I will dodge. All right, so you you bardically inspire, and then you dodge to keep yourself safe. Probably a wise move, considering normally you die first every fight. Uh, <laughs> Zelnern, what do you do? You're next to this dragon turtle wormling. Yeah, is that D four for bardic inspiration? Or what was that again? D eight. D eight. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, Zelnern is gonna try to 
hold on to him. I've got a pretty similar shell, so I kind of know like the good grab points. I'll I'm going to try to get him. That. I'm going to try to get it on his back and stab the the uh, spikes into the ground. Oh, trying oh, to hit him basically. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you uh, advantage on that. Uh... All right, all right, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. You just need to cool down for a second. First one, you're attempting to grapple him. Mm -hmm. And I got a 19 plus 8 plus my athletics. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, plus 8? Oh. Yeah, uh, 34. Uh, the dragon turtle wormling thrashes uselessly. You easily get your hands on it. And you can use your second attack to restrain it if you want by driving the spikes on its back into the ground to pin it. Yeah, I do. And I got a... Um, is that just an unarmed strike? Uh, no, it's just another grapple attack. Oh, okay, cool. Um, 23. 23 to its 19 plus 2. Yeah, all right. It gets 21. <laughs> you get 23 as you fight this thing. It's grappled in your arms, and you pin it down against the trees. Uh, now you get to ch choose, be quick. Uh, is its head facing you all, or is it... Uh, so you can like talk to it, or is its head facing away from you all, so it's like all vulnerable and feels like it had, you know, can't see you all. Um, I guess I did it away because I know how hard he can snap at me, and I know how angry he is right now. All right, uh, so you stab it upside down into the ground, facing away from you all. Its little legs are thrashing wildly. You're still holding it and kind of like keeping it there in the ground, but you could step away and be fine. But then thrashing the dragon turtle, unable to move and pivot itself, it lets loose a... And as it does that, steam boils, exploding from its mouth, and a burst of steam in a 15-foot cone courses away from you all, because you pointed it away from you, God. Uh, dealing 4d6 like fire damage to all the trees behind it. They blister and break their leaves, a few of them not catching fire, but immediately wilting and toppling to the ground. In a few spots, the water sort of simmers and bubbles, uh, and the dragon turtle wormly continues to go, Aah! Celeste, Man, what do you do? all those trees after being one. <laughs> Celeste, what do you do? You have a restrained dragon turtle here in the ground and a pixie trapped in a bag. Ugh, this is... This is not what I was expecting today. And I'm going to step back about five feet and then I'm going to cast Guidance on Phil. All right, Phil, you are guided. Phil, what do you do? Uh, hey, Zelnern, I got my net. Should I throw my net on it? Yeah, I think Quick. that will help. Yeah, do it. Quick. <laughs> I throw my net on it. My plus three net. Uh, all right, you attack it with a net. You have advantage on this attack because it's restrained by a virtue of the uh, pinning. So let's see if we can really steal the deal. Plus guidance. Uh, plus three. I already had a plus five. So I got 17 plus three. And then I can add a guidance too. Is that 1d4? Uh, guidance yeah. is only to an attack roll. Or sorry, an ability check. Okay, so dirty 20. 3020. Uh, that does get through the dragon turtle's uh, AC. So the net falls on it, trapping it there. So it is pinned upside down, like stabbed into the dirt, and it has a plus three net weighing down on it. And the dragon turtle wormling spasms 
it is clearly stuck. It is panicking, but it is well and truly restrained at this point. Rubair. Um, oh, sorry, Phil, did you have more? Oh, I don't know if it would help, but I like get close to it to the point where I can like put my hands on it next to it. Alright, so you're also holding the net. Uh um, you can tell that the dragon turtle is kicking to try and get free. Is your plan to beat this thing unconscious, to ditch it, or to try and calm it down? You have a few rounds to figure that out. I think calming it down, I'm going to approach with like my hands up. Sun's getting real low. <laughs> I'll let you attempt an animal handling to see if you can calm this wormling down. Love his belly. <laughs> Does that work on you? Uh, 19. <laughs> 19 yeah uh the uh the dragon turtle still spasming and frightened it seems to be working but it is not fully calmed down you'll need to succeed on three before uh uh it is actually calmed so rubert you move forward and start to kind of calm it down zel nern you're you've pinned it to the ground but you no longer need to hold it because you've stabbed it into the dirt do you attempt to calm it down yeah, and I've got plus five animal handling, so I'll, I think I can help with this. Hell yeah. Alright, all right, just so calm. There's a nice belly rub. Right where I like this. <laughs> so it I does work on you. So, 11? Maybe not good enough. But. Uh, the Actually, let me check something real quick. Might not be worse, though. <laughs> I was trying to check a DC real quick, and I saw... Uh, D&D behind the screen social interaction cheat sheet and the person saying here's how to an easy way to flow social uh, interactions in your or social encounters in your D&D games and it's like a flow chart of like if players do X do Y top comment is can I just use this in real life (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you're trying to get this thing to uh, you're trying to get this thing to not Calm be down. hostile. Hi, Not yeah, be hostile. hostile. It is currently hostile to you. Uh, but 10 is still enough for it to do no harm. No, so it, it is calming hard. down, uh, but it has not fully given in yet. It does. So then it kicks trying to break free. I got an 8 plus. Yeah, it's 10's not going to break free. The dragon turtle wormling kicks and tears, but is not able to loose itself. Oh, plus it should have had disadvantage. Yeah, I got an 8. Uh, Celeste. The dragon turtle is on the edge of being calmed. I'm also going to try to calm it down. I got 13. You managed to shush and hush the dragon turtle wormling until, you know, it's still frightened, but because it is trapped beneath a net and it's pinned in the ground but it stopped thrashing and kicking. You're out of initiative order here. You've trapped a dragon turtle wormling upside down on the ground. You can tell that it's frightened uh, as it's kind of grumbling and going... Almost like a fish out of the water kind of uh, noise and popping of the... uh, It doesn't have lips. It's got a beak, but like a popping motion of that. Um, And uh, yeah... He looks thirsty. We should put him in the water. Selnern, yeah, can you uh, drag him to the, the river? Maybe without the net. Otherwise he'll drown, won't he? Yes, I, I think I can do that. There's no reason to think, though, that he won't flee you as soon as you put him in the water. That's. I don't know if he has anything to offer us. I think well, we're more worried think... about his mom, aren't we? You have a dragon turtle wormling. 
This is the second. This is the second baby dragon I am offering you, and you're not choosing to enter Listen, the stolen dragon market. I am still I'll bitter about that first baby dragon. Phil, Phil actually would wait. Listen, listen, listen. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We already played this game. You already <laughs> betrayed me once on the baby dragon game. Yeah, but you have Meepo back on the ship, who's had no purpose or screen time oh. whatsoever because he has no dragons to take care of. Yes, <laughs> so, I'm aware. Who's been carrying that emotional burden? Me. Make sure you yeah. cared for it, and then let him go. And then when we come across him later, he'll be nice to us. Hear me out. What if he, I could try and fit him in this bag? <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the problem is, when we open that bag, we all become trees. And I don't think it will work after that. And he's probably going to get turned into a tree again if we do get him in the back. <laughs> so there's nothing, there's nothing that I can do to convince you guys to keep this and put it in our dragon. No, you can no, convince me just to use a different method. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can try to train him, him real quick. So how far away, yeah, like how far away are we from the boat? You've been walking for a bit of time. Okay. It wouldn't be convenient to get back to your boat. You could maybe well, leave it. this guy staked down here, caught in the net, come back on your way back. I mean, uh, how, okay. how often is catching a dragon convenient? I think it's worth the walk back and walk back over here, right? Are we under yeah, like a really big time constraint? That's what yeah. I'm thinking. It's like midday, and we need to have this done by the end of the day. Because if we get stuck here at night, we're like really screwed. Oh, yeah, we don't want to be here at night. <laughs> Not when there's dragons. Why don't we just bring it back now and then leave and then come back tomorrow morning? Yeah. We kind of we scratch the surface a little bit. And guys, Ed, hear me out too. Edward so Nash interrupts to that and says, "We've gotten this far. If we turn back just because we have a simple dragon turtle, that's not enough. The real treasures of the Forbidden City. Remember, a city of the ancient ones, unspoiled by goblins. If we." I'm sure there will be dozens of dragon turtle hatchlings there. Well, I'm not sure of that, but it's possible there will be treasures greater than dozens of dragon turtle hatchlings. And every day that we waste is one somebody else might happen upon the Forbidden City and plunder it. Worse, goblins. How did you manage to be terrifying and motivating and condescending all in one speech? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so being too hasty. It's been, the city's been fine this whole time. So it's going to be okay one more day. And then we hedge our bets. Maybe there isn't any treasure. At least we have Dragon Turtle. I mean... I, uh, Phil pulls out his arcane firearm and he doesn't really acknowledge Darwin Nash. But more, he's still talking through the logistics of the Dragon Turtle, but now he's just holding his gun. <laughs> and everyone thinks that that's kind of odd. <laughs> <laughs> it just helps me think, you yeah. know? Okay, so as I was saying before, Darwin so rudely interrupted me, and I, like, wiped my brow with my gun. Um, so the first dragon we came across, you know, it was a little bit more difficult for Meepo to train, and think of that more as, like, air defense. But if we train if we train this turtle, it can just follow us around on the boat in the naughty dreams. So, you know, if, say, for example, like a kraken was coming, it might have a little bit more intel you know it might be able to smell something under the water 
Uh, I I don't know. I'm just throwing some ideas well, out here. But a... we. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. go ahead. No. You, you after you, and I After you, insist. Zelmoon slowly put his hands up, but no pointer gun. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All I'm saying is that there's a really big difference between that baby dragon and this one, and that this one's out in its home with his mom somewhere around, probably looking for her baby when that one was truly probably kidnapped and away from her mom and it was harder to find. We're gonna get found with a baby and an angry mom, which sounds a lot harder to deal with than a little baby who's having who just got turned out of a tree. Dra- dragon turtling hatchlings are um are put out by themselves a lot earlier than other kinds of dragons. Are you I sure? Think. No. You think? Wait, how big are how big are dragon turtles? Is there a chance that we're like riding through a dragon turtle right now? Uh, make a history oh, job. I'm just thinking this to yes, myself. I'm not well, saying that, that out loud. Well, the entire world is actually on top of the back of a gigantic dragon turtle. Yeah, uh, obviously, knows this. everyone. I got a act. 16. I don't know if Hestivar said that, but agree to disagree. So. Uh, there are people who say that every island in the Shattered Isles is a uh, is a tur- or is actually just a turtle, giant dragon turtle floating around. There are others who claim that the Isle of uh, which Isle is it? Oh yeah, we heard about that one, didn't we? Is that there is specifically an island that it floats around in the Ancien Archipel that is just a giant dragon turtle. 
and then it is known that the Grand Ancien, where Zilkomnis is, uh, the bay of it is guarded by a dragon turtle who collects taxes as a form of, like, gate security to enter into the bay. Um, but his taxes are, like, food and meat, uh, or in coin offerings. Um, so, there, you know, there are very, there's legends of giant dragon turtles, but there's also legends of, like, you know, security guard dragon turtles. So they vary in size, but they, they can be huge. Um, there's no limit to their size. Okay. What was that one? I'm going to make one more. Note that unlike a dragon whose size is kind of capped by how much food he can get, because at a certain point a dragon's eaten all the large game, a dragon turtle lives in an ocean with whales. So he can get big enough that a whale is to him what a deer is to a, like an adult red dragon. Yeah. Um, what was that captain that she's on the compound with her her pirate team? I forgot her name. Oh, you're talking about Captain Goldeer. Yeah. The okay, this is, this is my last uh, way to try and convince you guys. Okay, guys, so if we take this out here right now, I promise you, we can come back tomorrow morning. I won't touch anything. I won't try and... I will actually listen to you. We can do whatever you want. But we bring this back. Just think about this. Like, if we were, for example, to raise this thing, it could... We could literally make it, like, chew boats in half. Or we could take Goldeer's compound, and this could protect the bay at Goldeer or our new compound. You know, once we take it over. Like, this is, hu- this is huge. And we have Meepo. He's been on the boat. He has no character development whatsoever. We need to teach him how to be normal person we need to rehab him while he rehabs this turtle when was the last time you thought about meepo i'm very curious what are you talking about he hangs out in my quarters all the time he feeds my chickens for me (laughs) is that why they're so sick (laughs) no well now that that i think of it (laughs) ship's biscuits for chickens (laughs) i still don't know what the ship's biscuits are but maybe we could have a conversation with him about that after this but I, hmm. Well, that settles it then. Let's get him back to the ship. I'm actually kind of on board that plan now. I've I've been swayed. Uh, at this point, Jules is standing at like the entrance to the next route, following the magic. And you turn to Jules, and you're like, "Direct us back." Uh, <laughs> sullenly, Jules starts diverting their attention to following the water. And uh, Darwin Nash kind of shakes his head and says, seeking out treasure instead of exploration. This is why I don't usually travel with uh, treasure hunters. And normally I travel with explorers or like-minded hierons. Hasty explorers or dead explorers? You make your way back to the corpse copse where you find the uh, naughty dreams tied up along with the canoe um you how, how are you moving this dragon turtle that direction actually how much does it weigh oh <laughs> i think like a ton just like luring it with little apples hoping it follows can, can we fashion a leash <laughs> using some of our rope zelner do you <laughs> i mean it's already how, how i'm imagining is like we have it back on the other side, but we have the net over it, and like I'm holding one side of the net, 
Uh, Rivera's holding another side. Celeste is holding a portion, like either the back or the front, and then Sundern's like, you know, coaching it to. Yeah, it weighs about fifteen hundred pounds. But <laughs> it's gonna if anyone's open other ideas. How are um, we yeah, supposed let's... to put this on the naughty dreams? Um, they like to eat some seaweed, so how about we put some seaweed in front of it and have it follow us? It can, yeah, it can breathe water, so you could just yeah have it in the water, in mm. the net even. When we get it yeah, to the um, boat, I'm gonna tie it to the side of the boat, whatever that thing's called that we talked about. Yeah. Well, no, you know, you like tie it to the. So, like, we outrig with the turtle. <laughs> the sidecar is. <laughs> yeah. Could you, like, go in front of it and go pss, 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 and hope it, like, gets curious and follows? <laughs> well, let's try. I don't know that you want a snapping turtle curious. <laughs> is it one of those things where, like, Zelnern can't speak to it, but there's, like, some commonality between words, like. It knows when Zelner and says, like, hi. <laughs> um, you know, with your successful uh, thing, that they typically speak Aquan and have an innate understanding of Draconic. Yeah. Well, this does seem to be a... Mind you, this does seem to be a baby, so it has the uh, understanding of Aquan equal to, like, Goo Goo Gaga. Uh, but you could try to persuade it using Aquan. Food? Mama? Um, you, and you, because Aquan's an underwater language, you do have to like pop your head underwater and its head underwater, and then you can try and. Uh, I used so to you, bubble in with it under there. You bubble underwater. What do you try to communicate to the baby dragon turtle who groans out at you? Oh, <laughs> mama! <laughs> Jesus. Follow for food and mama. Just step shit. <laughs> We're gonna die. Convincing <laughs> your mother. <laughs> All right, I got a four with my minus one. <laughs> Fortunately for you, babies are dumb. <laughs> it critical. Uh, it thrashes. Oh no. Not mama. Dada, dada. Deception. <laughs> this is a good way to push the roll. <laughs> you know, Fifteen. Failure here is much worse. You crit missed. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> 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 I'm just, are we in the boat right now and like Zeldern is next to, yeah, this like, is, how, is this happening underwater? Yeah, I'm then, like, we, then we, you know, we smash cut to when you've gotten it back to the boat and every time Zeldern you've tried to climb into the boat, it starts billo- like bellowing, da-da, <laughs> such that you discovered you need to walk in the water next to it while everyone else rows in the boat. That, that's fine, at least I can breathe under there too. Let's, let's go get you some food. Uh, and so commences an arduous four-hour journey of backpacking <laughs> through the Azure Stand while uh, Zelnern tries to babysit a 1,500-pound toddler who can breathe steam in a 15-foot cone and has teeth that deal 
2d12 plus 2 piercing oh, damage. God. We do not have enough food for this. Oh, that's their name. So, uh, Zelnerd, you have to care, or you have to shepherd a uh, toddler through four my or four hours of travel uh, in order to get this baby dragon turtle back to the water's edge. Meanwhile, uh, Jules is exhausted by the time you get back to the water's edge. Fortunately, the path is pretty. It's easy to find-ish because you're following the water or the flow of the magic. But there's some creative choices you have to make, trying to remember the paths and make sure you don't get lost. But since you had just done this route, you're able to find it. You pass through the, uh, you pass through all the same features, moving back through the, uh, through back through the crystal grove and the woven serpent hollow. You pass by the abandoned pirate ship and, uh, um, and all the way out until you break at the edge of the ocean where literally, again, this mangrove just sort of topples off into miles of deep sea. Um, no land in sight, but the not, or, but the Melora's Borealis uh, sailing around out there, unable to have actually found a spot where its anchor could settle, for you are so far out in the middle of the ocean. Um, you start rowing out towards it, realizing at this point you have a bit of an issue where Zilnern I guess you can hold on to the back of the boat or try to swim to catch up um, as they're rowing it back out to the Melora's Borealis. Uh, however, as you reach the water's edge, suddenly the dragon turtle, Wormling, kind of looks panicked and stricken. It says, frightened beneath the waves. No, swimmy swim. Why, son? No, deep, son? deep, deep. No, deep, swimmy so, swim. Mother says it's okay to swim deep now. You're a bigger boy. <laughs> did, did he say data? Did he say he's his dad now? He uh, said son. Per- persuasion to convince the dragon turtle wormling that it, it can indeed swim. And maybe, this, and maybe this will be like every Disney movie where someone says, I can't do it. And the other person says, no, you can. And then they can. <laughs> I only got a five, but I guess that's better than a four. It shakes its head up and down uh, and says, swim, 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 swim. And it pushes itself off the edge, driven with confidence from Dada. And as it What's goes, you notice it's starting to sink. It doesn't oh, seem no. to have the uh, doesn't seem to have the just skill at swimming to get itself back up. We need to save him. How far away is the Naughty Dreams right now? What swim like uh, The Naughty Dreams is kind of above it, so it's kind of sunk maybe five feet down as it's going out, and it doesn't oh. seem to realize that it's going deeper and deeper as it's going. Oh, I'm sorry. How far out is Malor's Borealis? Um, that's a good couple hundred yards off because they didn't want to risk drifting into trees. Oh, shit. Captain, get on the sending stones. <laughs> can, can I um, get under the dragon turtle and kind of kick up to try to help it swim? <laughs> you can try. I'll need a strength athletics on that. Can I also, can I go down and help him since you I have a swim have speed? speed? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, you can be given advantage to that. Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm 18. gonna get on the sending stones then. Eighteen, yeah. new stone yeah. discs. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, you and 18, you're giving it support. It's not enough to push it back up to the surface, but you've stopped its descent into the like deep waters you're in. Uh, <laughs> Celeste, you're just on on the like on the canoe outrigger, watching as this tragedy unfolds in turquoise waters <laughs> beneath you. Uh, Turtles had such a hard day. And then I I can't believe I'm doing this every time. I'm going to cast Control Water at fourth level, which allows you to do a lot more than you should for this baby turtle. Um, I am going to redirect the flow so that it pushes the water up and puts this poor baby turtle back towards the shallows of the grove. And I'm going to be oh, glaring wait, no. at everybody <laughs> while this happens. How long does that last for? Um, uh, it... Ten minutes. All right. So you reach out and suddenly the water begins to flow and pour backwards. The immense weight of your druidic prowess pouring through as the water drags. The naughty dreams, like with no one working their oars, starts to spin cotton. This Darwin Nash grabs at the oars, trying to hold it steady as the water starts dragging that back towards the uh, uh, the sh- like the sh- trees. In the water there, you realize it's working. It's working. We're getting him up You're to the doing sun. And then you realize you yourself are being rushed headlong towards the water or towards the uh, the grove, and you're washed up against it, not with so much force that it hurts you, but enough that it spares the dragon turtle from this sinking into oblivion. And you're washed up against it. The water's still flushing up against it, splashing and pushing up against you. Uh, this is the proudest but- day of my life. Phil, you're on the uh, you're on the conch. What do you what do you communicate? So wait, I'm confused. Are we you not pushed, out in the water anymore? You were pushed are back we? to the trees to safety. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I pull out the sending stone. Uh, Amory, uh, come to us. Drop Ooh. the rigger. You have the canoe and the naughty dreams. Uh, do I still have another word? Yeah, but big big boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You better understand me, you little shit. And then it clicks before I finish <laughs> okay. saying shit. It takes a few minutes before uh, the crew seems to listen to Amory, but you see the uh, rigging kind of adjust, the ship pull around, and Melora's Borealis starts cruising in towards the uh, trees. Hopefully the crew on deck is skilled enough that they can maneuver this and not just crash into Melora's, or the boat into the mangrove, sink it into the ocean, and drown you all. Okay. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, they are not. I rolled a four, and they get to add two. They get caught in that rift of water. Uh, the shore, the water pushes them towards the edge, and there is an awful crunching, grating sound as the edge of the Melora's Borealis like drags against the trees, snapping twigs, breaking things. Part of the gunwale snaps. Uh, and you know, scene in like uh, Galaxy Quest when they try to leave the dock and it just like grinds against the wall. Uh, It'll buff out. But sure enough, the Melora's Borealis is there. It's uh, port side, uh, a little worse for wear, but not sunk. <laughs> That's coming out of your share, Phil. Oh. <laughs> 
I don't even know what to say. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of work to do with the guys. Amory this is all pop- said and done. Amory pops over there and I did it, sir. I brought you the ship. <laughs> Good job, Amory. Brought her in myself. Studio next time. Proud of you, bud. <laughs> a bunch of the crew leans over the edge and they says, Dragon Turtle, get the crossbows, get no, the no, pikes. No, stand down. Oh my god. This, this friendly. That's a friendly turtle. Steam bubbles and froths at its mouth as it looks at all of the scary men on the boat. Drop those ropes down this way. Friends. Get those ropes under here. Uh, Grab my net, Zelner, and put it underneath it. You rig the net underneath it, the ropes, and you start... And it's you need to gentle it as it tries to get on the boat so that it doesn't freak the fuck out. I'm going to need either a persuasion or animal handling. I'll, I'll try animal handling by robbing his tummy again. And note that to you, Zelnern, this thing is not just friendly, or not just neutral, it is friendly. Um, nice. So it's only, actually, oh. it's a DC zero for that. It just auto listens Bef- to you. Before we wow. do that, right. me- get Meepo out here. Someone bring me. <laughs> Boy, go get Meepo. You can um, help us with Amory this. Amory runs off to find Meepo, saying he's hard to find, but he'll have him in a minute. <laughs> so, can I borrow a chicken or two? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, we don't want to get this dragon turtle very sick. <laughs> oh, don't talk about Siegfried and Odette like that. We'd never... Um, I would never feed them to your turtle. With oh, much gentle hoisting, you do oh. get this dragon turtle up onto the deck. Um, you know, it also took a lot of cajoling from Zelnern because, but this thing actually, because it is friendly to him, it's willing to do as asked as long as no risks or sacrifices are involved. Um, and it is on the deck sitting there, um, with crew gathered around when you hear the shrill voice of Meepo, step aside, step aside, dragon (laughs) master here. (laughs) He comes scrabbling in. Like a like golem on all fours as he hops along the <laughs> side and gets near it and falls to his knees before the wormling and says, Oh great, great creature of the depths, I am an unworthy offering to you. Please let me serve you. Let me care for you. You can kill me and eat me if you so choose. Whichever you wish, Meepo is your unwilling, is your willing, devoted servant. Meepo will kill any you ask. Meepo will give to you all that you need, oh great dragon lord. Ah. And uh, right, Meepo, he just Meepo. Up. he'll help out with, with what you need. No eating, no eating Uncle Meepo. Uh, you see that Meepo's supplications worked really well. Uh, he he got a twenty three. On, uh, on his was that all in draconic? Like it was, was he yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> as he does supplications as a uh, as a kobold might to a uh, to a dragon turtle, uh, he has won the dragon turtle's. Uh, I guess the dragon turtle has accepted his fealty and vassalage. My biggest first follower. Uh, and it thumps off down the deck as Meepo guides it below deck. And you hear Meepo saying, We'll have to put some holes in the hull for you. Get some good ah, seawater in here. Holes. Can you send in some buckets of seawater for the turtle so there's no holes? 
Phil, um, tell Meepo not to put holes in the boat. What? What are you watching? Oh, God. I got to go look at the gun on what happened. <laughs> I run off. Uh, there's I, already a hole in the hold. Let's let's train him to use one of the cannonball holes so then he can shoot his, his breath out. Uh, all sorts of excited ideas and much of the crew talking about the, this is some real solid bounty. They're like, there's people and I'm sure that... Uh, uh, Gellin Primewater is going to pay top coin for this. Uh, others say, ah, no, I hear there's even better down in the Ancienne Chapelle. I hear they have fighting pits where you can enter great beasts to fight in Grand Ancien. And uh, the winner gets what? to take it. Never talk to me or my son again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. It didn't take long for uh, this piece of loot to become a crew member, but uh, that's where we are. Are you going to teach him how to cook, too? He'll, he'll help me cook by, by using his steam breath. We're going to have a lot of more steamed foods. Oh, actually, as far as loot goes, though, I do have the 125 gold pieces worth of items from the Skellington ship. Hell yeah. Can I, I'm going to distribute that to the crew. Uh, th- that is a well-timed action because they're hearing that, oh, this is a new mouth to feed and remember <laughs> who will probably have higher rank than us. <laughs> and uh, you start handing out gold and they look over and say, ah, it's quite the hall. And Darwin Nash kind of miffs says, there's better halls than that out there. We didn't even get to the heart of the Azure Stand. To which a few, uh, a few of the more superstitious, the sailors, read all of them to say, oh, of course, that's why you were able to make it back. It's anyone who reaches the heart that dies. Yes, that's why you were able to make it back. Yeah, well, <clears throat> like I said before, this is just a small portion of the Greater Hall. We will be uh, returning when it is not so dark out, but I guarantee there is more, more to come, just like I promised. No? Uh, they seem to be in support of that. And they give you some, ha, and then remember the terrifying uh, threat that's cowed them into service, and uh, they shut up about any sort of dissent they might have been fostering there. Um, so, do you leave the ship anchored here? Like, you realize you could actually anchor the boat next to the trees, or do you shove off and uh, go back out to the water to drift around at night? I mean, I think we should anchor, right? Fuck no, man. This island's cursed. Let's go out to sea. Oh, you know what? Good call. Wow. <laughs> we're taking the naughty dreams. We're pulling the naughty dreams up and then we're going to row back in. We're just going to completely run it back, boss. The boat should have never got this close. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot that you're not all uh, as comfortable with curses as I am. <laughs> Greetings, Katakarmies, and salutations. Hope everyone's doing well out there in the middle of the spooky fall season. Hopefully it's not smoky where you are, because where I am, it's smoky and sucks. But enough about me. I think this is about you, and how I'm thanking you for listening. 
And also thanking you for rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. Just wanted to thank y'all. Any questions, comments, concerns, and your favorite uh, pumpkin-inspired recipe. Not pumpkin-flavored, pumpkin-inspired recipe. Send all of those to chaoticnormalpod at gmail.com. And be on the lookout for an episode in a couple weeks. And until then, you know, you know what it do. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.